Hey all, a few quick updates. With Twitter, or X, increasingly on the fritz, I've created a substack at jaxyaks, that is J-A-X-Y-A-C-K-S dot substack dot com that I'll be using to send out updates about the podcast and my other projects rather than trying to hop on to every new social media that pops up. It and my current social media links will be in the show notes of every episode. Also now linked in the show notes, the interest form for Fanstuck and Problematic Faves episodes is back. If you have a Homestuck fan work or a wonderfully terrible character you want to come on and talk about, fill out the form and I'll see if we can set something up. That's all I have for now. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Live Laugh Stuck. Uh, we're we're back again to actually like, you know, talk about Act One instead of just talk about how we're going to talk about Act One, and eventually the rest of Homestuck. We started taking notes, and and that was great. I stopped taking notes on about page thirty because a lot happened. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of little tidbits. Uh, you you also yeah. took notes. Uh, isn't that right? You know what? Go ahead and introduce yourself and <laughs> listen to the intro. Hello, I am Moosey. I was vaguely aware of Homestuck when it was a thing, like a modern, like current times thing. But uh, I never got into it, but I've always been curious about it. But yeah, so I read a little bit of it before, only a few acts. And so we're just rereading it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I saw I saw some of your notes and mm-hmm. what is relevant to especially this act um but really all of homestuck is your profession profession yeah your profession yeah oh my profession oh i was like your profession i was like i didn't write down kids professions what (laughs) do i need this information (laughs) yes they all have jobs (laughs) yeah because i've been taking notes almost as if i'm playing D &D because when i play D &D, it's like i'm gonna like literally write down everything that the dm says because this might come in handy later to solve things so i even have like what their starting data structure for the inventory was written down and then john's dad likes harlequin but rose's mom likes wizards and it's like okay what is sunglasses man's brother i guess likes clowns that's i think that's kind of vaguely what i remember we'll we'll find out what glasses (laughs) man's brother likes so we were going to read the synopsis mm-hmm. I found it on Rafe dot name, uh, R A F E. Might be Rafe. 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 But yeah, there's a. I, I'm probably going to use this website a lot because there's um, how many pages, how many mm-hmm. words there are, and since Act One is short enough, I figure we'll just read through the synopsis to try to remember what was going on um i'm gonna read there there's two halves i'll I'll read the john portion and then you can read the esper portion homestuck begins as a story of four friends who live far apart and have never met we are introduced to these kids one by one starting with john egbert it is john's 13th birthday and he wants to play a game with his online friends he has been waiting for the game to arrive in the mail for days 
After fussing with a gift from his baking-crazed dad and enduring the pesterings of his friends, John leaves his room to check the mailbox. Seeing that dad has already brought in the mail, John confronts him in the kitchen. They have a messy battle with hammers and cakes and pies. John ends this strife with a distraction and makes off with his mail. There are two parcels addressed to himself. The first, a gift from his friend Dave, contains the plush bunny prop from the set of Conair. The second contains the beta release of the computer game Esperb. Uh, John and his friend Rose are eager to play Esperb, which some people say Spurb. I think sometimes yeah. it's Spurb. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> no, it's if someone tells you how to pronounce something in Homestuck, they're wrong. They're always <laughs> wrong. Hussy has admitted to changing the way they pronounce words mm-hmm. throughout the thing, and they're the ones who made the fucking words up. I've so. I've done that with my own video games and being like, <laughs> I guess it's pronounced Linksion. I just made this word when I was like sixteen. Yeah. Uh. So spurb, esperb, whatever you mm. want to call it. Um. John and his friend Rose are eager to play uh, spurb and find out what it is about. Two other parcels for John remain out of reach, locked in Dad's car. Yes. And then with the esperb or spurb <laughs> parcels. <laughs> John starts a game of Spurb with Rose. As John's server player, Rose assumes control of his environment. Experimenting with the controls on her end, Rose discovers that she can extend to John's house, move furniture around, and place machinery that supports a kind of alchemy based on punch cards. The alchemy equipment emits a confusing ball of light called the Colonel Sprite. The sprite is quote-unquote prototyped when it absorbs John's maimed Harlequin doll and takes on the appearance of a one-eyed, one-armed jester. The the mission to alchemize their first item becomes urgent when John discovers a meteor is about to hit his house. After a series of frustrations brought on by Rose's spotty internet connection, they succeed in creating a tree that bears a blue apple. John has only enough time to take a bite of the apple before the meteor strikes Earth and makes a crater where his house stood a moment before. It's funny how short the act is whenever you get rid of all the shenanigans. Yeah, the wandering around. (laughs) The wandering around, and then you put something in your inventory, and then it gets ejected. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so go get the PDA. It's in the yard now. Again, it's in the yard again. <laughs> I didn't realize that he hadn't met his friends. Like, I didn't realize they were online friends, which oh yeah, makes me kind of nostalgic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, there's definitely a point in my life where most of my friends were just online friends. Yeah, it's extremely 2009 nostalgia of just, like, having all your friends in extremely separate places. I will say, <laughs> one of my online friends, I just remembered this now, is like, he sent me a bunch of, like, pirated copies of Excel Saga on VHS. Oh my god. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So in this one, we're giving hints at where John and Rose live. And it's never explicitly stated in the comic, I don't think. But John mm. lives in Washington and Rose lives in New York. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to tell from the <laughs> the art or anything. Yeah, but like, I guess there is actually a house in Washington. That is John's house. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I never like looked into how people figure this out, but like sometimes people go by and like take a picture in front of it. <laughs> I think maybe at one point the the coordinates are are posted in the mm-hmm. comic. I just never looked up GPS coordinates for anything, but mm-hmm. you know, homesick fans are intense. Yeah. So uh, those are the two that we sort of know in the comic so far. So yeah, literally across the country from each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I vaguely remember seeing Sunglasses Man and Glasses Girl. <laughs> But I thought they would be in Act 1, but I forgot, like, how much it was just that first part of playing the game and stuff. Yeah, it's like, hey, they're fucking around. And then at the end, oh, there's there's stakes to this. (laughs) 
Now, with I wanted to talk about the app a little bit, the unofficial Homestuck collection. Yeah. Just like to say that I'm really impressed by it. So it's an Electron app, which means you basically kind of, I don't use it myself, but it, you use it to make like a web thing and then you can also deploy it for different platforms. And it runs in Linux. I'm in Linux. It's not even just a reader. It like unlocks things as you go through. So there's some logic in there as well. So it's not just like as bare minimum as whatever, was it Viz or something did with yeah. that? It's like, yeah, I've discovered Homestuck fans are pretty intense. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're very intense. Yeah. Viz, Viz literally just like turned the flashes into YouTube mm-hmm. videos. Yeah. Which is bad. And a lot of things broke and like there eventually is some like, like flash in the actual text, which gets mm-hmm. broken mm-hmm. and it's a mess. So I'm really glad we have yeah. this. I wanted to ask uh, what all uh, settings or mods or or anything you, you added on. I did not add anything in just because I'm still pretty new to this application. For sure. Yeah, I just have it set on the replay mode and not archival. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then the basics are the same. I, I have a couple other things added on. One thing I like is there's one that adds the Bandcamp link to the music oh, whenever cool. it shows up this will be helpful for me because i i recognize the music by tune but i can never like everyone's like ah uh, uh suburban jungle or whatever is the <laughs> best and i'm like i don't know what that is yeah but maybe i'll start remembering it uh speaking of the music i i was also i also have the news posts on that will automatically update as i go through as though i was like reading it when it was coming out and there was a post is like some of you guys have wondered how to access this music that that's been produced and you know maybe i'll set up a myspace page for it or something god that just (laughs) put me back i do see the news page down here but i just have the mspa news posts right now Mm, yeah so those will unlock more how um how many readers did he get in the previous mspas because like isn't homestuck the fourth or something i know problem sleuth was pretty big Mm. i don't know um because i didn't get into uh homestuck until sometime in act six we'll get there eventually Mm -hmm. and i'll say this (laughs) is when i caught up to homestuck i actually probably got into it earlier but my first read through i didn't i wasn't it wasn't that interesting and it took me another time to get Mm -hmm. into it um how many readers did there's not an immediate answer so i don't know yeah i'm just kind of interested in like like i you know i've been on the internet (laughs) i was just on different corners of the internet at the time because back then i was in very much like just game development circles more so than like anything else but it's interesting just kind of seeing the evolution like of course it's not the very first thing that blows up and you hear that with a lot of projects as well like someone made a bunch of obscure stuff before they made something that kind of blew up more so i mean and problem sleuth only ran for a year Hmm. now i'm on the uh, ms paint adventures wiki yeah which i also read was only one comic was in ms paint the rest of them were (laughs) in like photoshop or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's about right Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, in the comments, Hussie makes a, a joke about whenever there's a command for a kid to like clean up something in the room, it's because he wants to clean up their uh, Photoshop file. <laughs> Get some <laughs> yeah. shit out of here. Um, so I know you have the book. Did you initially, like whenever you first tried to do a read through, did you only read it from the book or did you read it? from the website as well yeah i think i read through act because the book is act one and two so i think i read those on in the book and then i think i read act 
three on the viz or like the official site yeah and then whenever the intermission was i got very confused and i just kind of stopped yes that is that's fair i know i know intermission stands hate it but it is fair for new readers who don't know problem sleuth especially to just go what where the kids go who's this stabby man what's with the clocks yeah and stop but yeah, okay. So so you have seen some of the animations before reading through uh, Act Three. Um, yeah, I there was uh, so when I was listening to or sorry when I was reading through um, Act One, I turned on a YouTube playlist of songs to read Homestuck to. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there was one song I recognized, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, I, but I don't know how I would even describe it to you. <laughs> no, I mean, and there's a lot of songs that aren't in the comic itself. They're just songs mm. about Homestuck, inspired by Homestuck. The band camp for Homestuck is pretty extensive. Mm. Lots and lots of music. It's a big, if you're into music, Homestuck is the fandom for you. It's got lots of fan songs and shit. We'll get into Broadway Car Cat later, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, any kind of first impressions about Act One? Any particular things you enjoyed? Do you want to be nitpicky about how the how the <laughs> the data structures? Yeah, the data structures work. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll just kind of talk about my experience reading Act One for a second time. The first time I read it, I felt very lost, and I understood things a little bit better this time, or maybe it just went by faster. I did get sidetracked a lot. Like the first hundred pages, I downloaded Pester Chump and I was like, this is a program made in Pygame and it uses an IRC server in any cute way. Kind of like MS Chat with the comics back in like the late 90s. It's like I hit the client and the like random Pester button and it someone popped up and I said, hi, thanks for responding to me. So it was just like, of course somebody made a pester chump client and also this is amazing i wish we were all using pester chump <laughs> yeah because i really miss the days of like aol instant messenger yeah no um they were they were good days i remember getting <laughs> i really remember pigeon like yeah you know instead of downloading like all aol yahoo and yeah. like whatever i just got pigeon and i miss pigeon yeah, it's still around, but there's not a lot to connect to, and I just wish people had usernames and chatted on, <laughs> on instant messengers. I wish programs were developed as desktop applications and not like Discord, where it was also probably an Electron app that was developed for the web <laughs> and then created for desktop version, and then everything's one window. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, as I was taking notes on everything, I was like, okay, John started with the stack, Rose started with a tree structure, Dave started with a hash map structure. So I was keeping note of that in case that's relevant to their personalities, question mark? I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, does Dave like hash? Is that why he used a hash map? <laughs> course he's a kid right like i don't know but yeah i mean uh we'll we'll wait till you see dave to see exactly how that's how it ends up being relevant to his shit but okay. yeah i mean john uses the basic thing that he got and doesn't understand at all mm -hmm. and rose uses something that's not very practical but pretty elegant mm -hmm. so <laughs> i mean a binary search tree is a pretty good structure if you want kind of the best of both worlds <laughs> yeah but yeah, and and I was as I was reading it, the way 
I have a critique on the data structure of the stack in the story. <laughs> yeah. So with a stack, everything is supposed to be accessed and removed from the same location, which I believe if he's like taking it out of the inventory, it comes out of the, the proper spot wherever he just put it in. But if it overflows, then it comes out the back side. <laughs> so <laughs> if, it, if you're thinking of like everything you access is on the top, when it gets over full, it comes out the bottom, which it shouldn't do. But I guess you can just do like asterisk, like it behaves differently if you give it undefined behavior or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm very glad that you know enough to be nitpicky about this. Yeah. And then, yeah. I Another thing was, uh, so I read most of this like last week. And just in the past week, I had written a hash table or hash map quiz for my own students. And I had made one of the sets of data you put in there, the different Nicolas Cage movies. And then I read Homestuck and there's all these Nicolas Cage movies and data structures. I was like, is this a coincidence or are we just both old and know about data structures? Uh, Por que no las dos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean nick cage remains a relevant figure so mm, yeah and like some of the other stuff i got sidetracked with is i drew a little kid sona for myself i saw that <laughs> i'm like man we got them we got them good <laughs> just immediately download pester shaman like make a kid soda yeah i wish i could uh have different avatars on different servers in discord because i have a discord for my students so now they just see that i i mean they probably don't even know what it is but <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Unfortunately, you need that uh the nitro to do that. Yeah. Back in my day, I didn't have to pay for my instant messengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. So I got off on a lot of tangents, just kind of exploring things like, oh, I wonder if you know pester chum exists or this or that. And I was thinking like. Is there a version of Spurb, which there is one on Steam, but I was thinking like maybe when AR is more of a thing that somebody is going to implement a Spurb, <laughs> like yeah. maybe that you could use through your mobile phone or if you had Google Glass or something like that. Yeah, I need to play around with that one on Steam a bit more. I tried it when it was like before it was on Steam, whenever it was still just being kind of passed mm. around and, and messed with. And it was definitely buggy, but I haven't had a... a I keep forgetting to mess around with it now that uh, I actually was able to get it on Steam. Yeah. And then I guess at the end, once they got the alchemy stuff down, like that was confusing to me the first time I read it, but I ended up taking notes again, like in D&D. And I took notes of like, okay, the Crooksite Dowel went into the alchemeter or alchemeter. Alchemeter? That's one <laughs> of the words that that hussy kept yeah. changing how they pronounced and then that did the laser cut, and then they got three perfectly generic objects. So I just like wrote down all the steps because like maybe I need this. I don't know. Congrats! You understand <laughs> more about Spurb than the rest of Homestuck. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess another thing I noticed is just like Spurb kind of reminded me of The Sims. Yeah, which both in like I was thinking of the herbs, <laughs> like the DS game or something, but then also just the user interface of. It just looked kind of simish to me. Yeah, I mean, Hussey made some, because uh, I, I was reading the commentary uh, along with it, and Hussey did, like, make some comparisons to that. Like, when uh, uh, Rose accidentally blocks the door, and mm. <laughs> John's just kind of flailing around in front of it because he can't get out. Yeah. On this read-through, and I've read through the beginning of Homestuck, like, a thousand billion times. Mm-hmm. But I guess to me, it, in this read-through, it felt like the ramp-up from this is the normal game to, oh God, you're going to die now seemed to like just happen a lot more quickly than I remembered it happening. How did, how did that feel to you? 
yeah, that was definitely pretty sudden. Um, I think John had like alluded to like in a chat log saying, I discovered a meteor. That's why everyone's bugging me on my birthday. And then it happens <laughs> or something. But yeah, I just like, I don't know what's going on with the meteor. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Why does Spurb change the real world? <laughs> but Yeah. Um, strap in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. It was just uh we're playing around and then oh god, there's a, a timer for four minutes and thirteen seconds. Yeah. Or like <laughs> just reading through like a bad game facts to figure out what to do. That's really great. I I I love that inclusion of the game facts. It's kind of like, you know, when you're uh like playing D D or Skyrim or something and you're in a cave and like someone mm -hmm. just like is writing a journal about things that happened and then stops partway through. Like, yeah. That's what that's what Rose is experiencing. I had a couple notes before I stopped because I realized I was going in a snail's pace because of the amount of notes I was taking. So you remember how when John and Rose are first introduced, there's like someone types in a dumb name and then yeah. they get mad. So the uh Zeus smell name for John is based off of one of uh Hussey's older comics. What is Zeus smell? Zeusmel that's um that was the name of a of one of his older comics I think but oh. like the the name that was initially typed in for John was Zeusmel Pooplord uh-huh um so yeah just one of his older comics is a reference like, did he put that in because I figured that was like stuff that users tried to put in users being the people reading and then uh like suggesting the next thing in the comic or something that's a good question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I didn't note that part down. Yeah. I know like their actual names were uh, were suggestions. Mm -hmm. um, like John Egbert was the first name that was suggested. Rose, when he was looking for suggestions, he picked the second name he saw that was suggested, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. Interesting. They could have had completely different names. Yeah. No, it's wild how like solid these names end up being in the overarching story and how it was all just luck. All just chance. That's so much of Homestuck. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I see. He was putting threads for this way back here. And then you see in the commentary, they're like, no, I mean, <laughs> sure. Maybe attribute that to me. <laughs> Maybe he's just really good at uh, reading his old work or sorry, their old work and being like, Oh, I put that in there. I guess I need to fix that thread. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, every poster on John's wall ends up being, like, relevant sometime in the comic. Like, some oh sort of gosh. foreshadowing. Yeah. And I'm such a, I'm such a dope when it comes to foreshadowing. Because, like, I, for this one, I'm, like, taking notes. But even then, I wasn't, like, writing down the movie posters. Like, if you were my DM and you're like... And they have a Con Air poster on the wall. I would have written it down. But yeah, usually I just kind of like da -da -da, through the story, like da -da 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 -da, just reading it, having a good time, not thinking critically. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm the same. Like I had this problem when I was listening to the Magnus archives uh, because people were piecing together that plot and like like making guesses about what was going to happen. And I'm like, hey, it's a good yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. So I also have been playing like Final Fantasy 14, and I'm not spoiling anything, but there was a place in earlier in the game, like maybe a hundred hours ago in the game, and there was a guy trapped in it. 
and then you see the place again. I was like, huh, there's this other friend that we've made. I wonder if that guy's still in the thing. And then it turns out it was the guy. <laughs> it was like, nice. oh, just no critical thinking on my part. I was just like, huh, the guy must still be in the thing. <laughs> Fantastic. So <laughs> I don't know. For all of my planning and software development, I just take everything social at face value. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's fair. And, you know, it's a it's still a fun way to yeah experience shit like i i definitely experienced homestuck like that like i'm i'm still putting clues together after i've read it a thousand times yeah it makes it more fun to just not know what's happening and have it revealed later yeah and then just like you know maybe you'll pick up on something that other people didn't even if you're not picking up on the things that everyone else Mm. did and just follow those those tracks yeah I'll at least pick up on the data structures. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Another thing I noticed was John. Okay, so he had scripts on his computer and at least a couple times he said like, oh, I would like to learn to program, but I'm no good at it. So then I, I took that to mean like, oh, Hussey's no good at programming. This is their self-admission. <laughs> it's like, this is why they're writing a comic and not programming. I mean, maybe. I can't confirm or deny <laughs> that. Um, there is actually a character that is more of a Hussey self-insert that... Actually, you know what? Nah, you kind of already see that now. Is uh, One of Dave and John's conversations mm-hmm. is based uh, heavily on a conversation they actually had in real life that they mm-hmm. just copied like half of it for. <laughs> um, and a lot of Dave's dialogue is just the way Hussey talks. Oh. Which is really really funny to me considering how much of the fandom especially the trans mask fandom relates to dave it's like you all relate to hussy deep down and it's a cursed <laughs> fact that everyone ignores yeah i didn't know anything about dave i have seen like tweets saying like john is trans like a trans girl and seeing like fan art of like oh i'm gonna save that discussion for the end okay <laughs> and put a and we'll we'll have a disclaimer so anyone who wants to skip that discussion can but yes, I, I remember really loving the way Act One ended when I first read it. Like, it was just very, very, a very intense way to end, like with the mm. with the meat falling and everything and just taking a bite of the apple at the last second. And it was, it's cool just to see the flash animation stuff or the kind of mixed media. Because I also, yeah. I grew up on Newgrounds, so it was like oh. all animation, but like using it as an accentuation is interesting. Yeah, we'll get to uh there was a point that Homestuck crashed new grounds. <laughs> so I'll I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. Because of the fucking everyone logging in to look at the flash or some shit. Yeah, we uh Homestuck fans <laughs> destroyed the internet at least once. <laughs> I just love how it goes from like boy in room to mm. extremely intense life or death scenario. <laughs> oh, do you have any opinions on the guardians we've met so far? So just dad and mom right now. Oh. Well, we have a uh, super met mom, but. Right. I mean, all I've ga- gathered from dad is he likes to bake. John doesn't like Betty Crocker. And I guess he's supportive of his son, likes clowns, gave his son a, a clown Harlequin. And then it sounds like Rose's mom is like low-key abusive or something. That's going to be a discussion. <laughs> the existence of abuse and how abusive various characters are mm-hmm. is still a big conversation in the fandom mm. it's i mean like in an interesting way i think so yeah like as we learn more about about mom and uh the other guardians and characters i'll be interested to to hear your thoughts about that 
Mm -hmm. But also, I have to say, Rose is also just a little overdramatic about things. Okay. (laughs) But also, who really knows? Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that I did not remember Rose when I started rereading it. I remembered Glasses Girl and her face, maybe just because I'm also a glasses person. Yeah. (laughs) I like glasses people the most. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) Rose doesn't have glasses. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, here's another person. I forgot about this one. God, there are only (laughs) two of the the overall kids who don't have glasses. It's very funny. Yeah, fuck Rose. Don't have glasses. (laughs) Good. Rose Rose was one of my, was probably my favorite character at the beginning. Mm-hmm. As we get more into it, I'll ask more about your favorite characters, but right now we basically know John. Yeah. John's dad and kind of Rose and we've seen Rose's mom sort of who who made a mausoleum to the dead cat for for spite or something. Apparently, or because she's also an overdramatic bitch. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I do like the little animations in there. Yeah, I was just thinking back of like <laughs> the John freaking out animations. Yes, John. Like, I don't out. know his personality, but I know he freaks out, and he's very cute. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's great. I also love. So there's a a little animation where Rose kicks a box into a closet or something. Oh yeah, the something she's like only for my eyes or something. Yeah, and Hussey comments below because like the comments are meant for the book, right? And so mm-hmm. in the commentary, he's like, "I don't care that you didn't get to see all the amazing like big animations I did. I'm mad that you can't see this little cute her kicking <laughs> the the box back." Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it is a cute little like just kicky kick animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has a style. I like it. It also it makes me want to just work on like text adventures or like really old style games again. Right. Yeah, you might go back and play Jailbreak because mm-hmm. I think was it Jailbreak or Bard's Quest? One of his earlier ones was more like a choose your own adventure path. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've gone back and played those. I'll have to maybe browse those a little bit. Yeah, obvious warning. The earlier you go back into Hussey's stuff, the more like internet at that time mm. it is. But uh, you know, aren't aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like back when I was eighteen, all of my friends were just a bunch of dudes who were on 4chan all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We definitely get some of that. Uh, we already have the the Arsler dropped at least once mm-hmm. in this act. It does eventually let up, but it takes a while. Mm-hmm. um which that's another thing about the um the mods the mods is you can just remove them if you don't want to see that shit uh which i think is cool yeah i think that's appreciated that makes you can modernize things <laughs> yeah and it's just like you know especially if like certain words are like more triggering or squick to you or whatever is like cool now i don't have to like see it like once every hundred pages or something I can just get rid of it. But yeah, not a ton happens in the first act. It's mostly just the way Hussey described it in the commentary is the first half of act one is getting used to the world of Homestuck. And the second half of act one is getting used to the world of Spurb. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I'm just trying to think ahead of like how much of how much in this first act comes back in the future. Like is everything relevant or some of it just silly (laughs) some of it's just silly some of it's stuff that hussy intended on bringing back later and just didn't happen some of it's stuff that was not intended to come back later and did 
the three genders. Yeah. <laughs> is Spurb through the entire thing? Like, oh, is yes. that a concept? Spurb, yes. Okay. Spurb is the entirety of Homestuck, pretty much. Okay. Is the meteor explained? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Everything everything is uh if i say everything's explained i'll get people yelled at me <laughs> <laughs> like the main plot stuff is uh, I'm, that's ish uh, ish <laughs> everything pre-act like six mm-hmm. is explained i think i can say confidently like as far as like major stuff like like meteors and shit so you keep you asked me about the guardians and so like that makes me think like also they're gonna be a bigger deal as well and not just like they're at home. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something with clowns and wizards. Something I don't know. With clowns, the homestuck story. Dad will show up as a clown later, and mom will show up as a wizard. Mm-hmm. You don't have to confirm or deny anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the great thing about homestuck is if you say it happens, then it happens somewhere. Eventually, given given an infinite amount of time, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Looking through my notes, I don't think I had anything else really relevant. Uh, I was just, like, jotting down. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so this stuff about John, and I, I just love looking back to see, like, you know, when characters are first introduced, like, they have, like, a list of, like, yeah, your name things they like or whatever. So, like, hates cakes. Likes terrible mm-hmm. movies, bad at computer programming, likes paranormal lore. I don't think we ever see that one again. Like, the I'm paranormal. just saying, like, it was never, like, John never mentions it after that first introduction in Act One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, like, I don't think it comes up again. Mm-hmm. Aspiring magician and likes to play games. Yeah. Or, oh, that was, that reminds me of that book, the prank book that he kept using it's like is that relevant colonel sassikers yeah Mm, yeah it's a big it's a big book yeah uh i mean once you invent a book like that you have to you have to use it right yeah um why would why would you not keep reusing it through the entire thing yeah uh did you read like the the i did not that's it's fine it's not none of it's like relevant like i don't think it even hints at anything ever it's just mm. funny. Okay. <laughs> and kind of dumb. Yeah. I enjoy just the <laughs> the art of making the world building text for things. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, we'll see how often that comes up. One of my one of the things I really like about dad is that he leaves notes everywhere for John to just find. Mm-hmm. And it's like so proud of you, son. Here's yeah. a present. It's interesting. And it's also interesting because, like, even leaving those notes is apparently, like, way more dialogue than, like, Problem Sleuth or anything before had. Hmm. Like, no one talks. And, like, people talking in Homestuck was a big deal. That's weird. Yeah, right? Do, do you have the setting on where all the chats are auto-expanded? No, I think I've been having to click on the, the log to see the chats. So apparently i know this was uh this was a problem like early on in homestuck i don't know if people still have this problem but people have gone through reading homestuck and not clicking to open the logs oh no (laughs) and like taking a while to realize that that is a thing they're supposed to do (laughs) yeah no i know about the logs because at least like you know reading the the book version those were visible yeah but yeah i guess it must just be especially like there was no dialogue before so don't i don't know like just experiencing a homestuck only through the pictures 
Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to say about? Oh, one question. Did you mm-hmm. end when the curtains close? Is that like where it says end of act one at the top and the curtains close? Yeah, because I think I remember like the years in the future. I don't know if that's when the mummy guy comes in. <laughs> the mummy guy. <laughs> the bandage guy. But yeah, I stopped at the curtains part. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure because there's only, I think it's only just that page and then like a link to a thing and then it starts on act two. Mm. But yeah, so I mean, not that it's a whole lot to cover, but we can talk about that in the next episode. Sorry, did you say you had something else you wanted to talk about for act one? Oh, uh, no, I think that's most of what I was kind of observing and <laughs> thinking about while going through act one. Yeah, for sure. Um, And we can always come back to shit later mm-hmm. as you remember stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, my current plan is to have this come out every two weeks. We'll see how that happens. Mm-hmm. And don't know actually when this is going to be published. Right now we're recording mm-hmm. it and it's November, but mm-hmm. I'm giving us plenty of time to have a backlog. So yeah. I think the latest I have it scheduled to start is January. Okay. Um. So hi, if it's January, it's my birthday month. Give me money. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and uh links for stuff will be in the show notes yes you can find my <laughs> if you want my data structures textbook that i wrote you can send me a message and i'll send it to you fantastic that's <laughs> that's fantastic hey everyone you're obligated <laughs> i also have my core c programming textbook i wrote no none of it's for sale it's all free that's why i made it fantastic yeah no that's that's incredibly cool shit um and you can find everything live laugh stuck.com is you know live laugh stuck twitter all that shit and i am wrapping up weirdly because it's time for the disclaimer oh <laughs> disclaimer june discourse mention if you know me you know stuff i'm not gonna try <laughs> to get too much into the stuff but i am giving you a disclaimer I'm very confused. It's fine. We're mentioning June. <laughs> and just like the whole awkward silence when I brought that up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> is it? Is this bad? It's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, sorry. I'm trying to think of where to start the explanation. So I mean, I just figured it was a headcanon for people. Oh, God. It's so much more than that. like it is that and it's not that Mm. so dami gets to cut so many awkward pauses in 2019 homestuck twitter fandom was something else i'm going to probably do episodes just about that i don't know if it's going to be on this podcast feed or if Mm. i'm going to uh make another one i have another podcast feed ready to go that i don't have any episodes for yet called Mm. uh fandom bitch fest um because sorry moosey you're getting (laughs) you get into this a little bit so as my regular listeners may know by regular i mean i stopped producing episodes for like two years but Towards the end, before my big hiatus, I started getting really bitter and angry, and so I stopped. Because people like this being a positive space, and I was not able to maintain that. Uh, Which is why I'm not sure if I want to have, like, even if I keep these more academic-like, if I want to have it on this podcast feed. I'm I'm still debating. Mm -hmm. That's why we're having a discourse section at the end that people can skip if they don't want to listen to it. But Homestuck Fandom 2019 was just like that. It was terrible. Even if you were on the good side, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. 
And what produced out of that was a headcanon for trans femme John Egbert. Mm-hmm. And everyone came up with the name June. Mm-hmm. That was decided upon. I'm not saying that that transfem John headcanons never existed before now. Obviously, trans headcanons of all sorts have existed for all characters forever. Mm-hmm. We're a queer fandom. We say I like this character, so that character's me now. <laughs> um, always been a thing. But this got really big after a thing. I'm not going to explain. See, this is why I have to like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to explain that part of the history. That's not relevant. That would be a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. it got really big it got to the point that if you didn't like the trans femme headcanon you were considered a trans misogynist mm-hmm. it got to the point that i knew someone whose name was john and he changed his name because being named after john egbert was not a good look <laughs> what it was it was bad it was a bad fandom mm-hmm. <laughs> um if you were in any of the bigger circles it was bad Mm-hmm. And then Hussey did this weird arg thing where he like dropped a Toblerone in a random ass location and someone <laughs> found it and said, hey, I got the Toblerone. <laughs> Since I found the Toblerone first, make June Egbert canon. And Hussey was like, it is done. <laughs> no, I just like, I like that the history is there was a Toblerone. There was a Toblerone in the middle of the California <laughs> desert. I think it was California. Yes. Well, actually, there was more than one Toblerone, but the first person who found it got their wish granted. It was a stash of Toblerones. Mm-hmm. Listen, that Toblerone on that burned up page from from uh, Game Bro or whatever, yeah, didn't become relevant until 2019. <laughs> so that happened. And as any like, if you are taking that in the best faith, knowing who Hussey is and knowing what Homestuck is. Hussey is the person who has said everything's canon. All ships are canon. Yes, even the ones you don't like. Um, all <laughs> like, like Hussey has said some great and some terrible things. Hussey is not a pure person. Hussey has said, because like the the kids, people look at the kids and like they're like, obviously, Hussey was white, presumably cishet dude at the time in 2009. The kids were white. In his in his head at the time, obviously people have their own head cannons, and Hussey ended up saying like people end up asking about race because it's never made explicit because they're just black and white characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Hussey said the characters are a racial; they can be whatever race you want them to be, except black. Except what? Because that was Hussey at the time. Oh. Huh. Hussey is not Weird. a problematic person. Yeah, they did edgy shit. They said edgy shit later on well that was very early internet as well that exactly homestuck is is very much early internet and people forget that hussy making something canon is nothing it means nothing because (laughs) everything's canon but Mm. because of the situation of the internet uh, of the homestuck fandom on twitter in those circles if you mention the name john egbert you were a trans misogynist uh, up until like mid to late 2020 maybe into 2021 i forget when things happened definitely into 2020 <laughs> john egbert discord servers were getting raided for being trans misogynist <laughs> recent history even today like people are still afraid to write like tag things on uh tumblr 
or like elsewhere as John Egbert. Like it's gotten a little better and I've gotten better at blocking a lot of people. But mm-hmm. this this is why like seeing Transfem John out in the open is like I wish that was just a nice headcanon instead of like yeah. people were literally afraid for at least a year to mention John Egbert existing. <laughs> it was a time. <laughs> and this, you get to find this out live on the podcast. I mm-hmm. reminding everyone out there because I'm never letting anyone forget it. I was personally affected by this because oh. I had said on Twitter, because I was almost, I was kind of in those big Twitter circles. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Shouldn't have been. But I got the notice because I had said how I didn't like this Toblerone canon thing. And I had some criticisms of it and how people only like the Toblerone canon thing because they got the canon they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was invited on a very popular podcast that uh, <laughs> was not technically official, but was basically official. Uh, homestuck podcast and i was ridiculed for my ideas even <laughs> as i tried to like you know uh uh fight flight or fawn i tried to fawn my way out of that shit <laughs> and it was terrible and awkward and people who yeah. previously loved the person who hosted it some of them were like that was actually not great yeah yes so the subject of transfem john is a bit of a thing for me <laughs> I thought it was just a nice little headcanon. I wish it was because <laughs> Transfem John would actually be a hilarious concept to like, I mean, hilarious in a bad way, but like we need more dumbass girls and John's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. that That's what I mean by hilarious. But anyway, mm. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I, I am doing my best not to drag you into discourse stuff, but unfortunately it's homestuck in sometimes it happens well i appreciate the cultural cultural context because i'm also interested in just like how homestuck has affected pop culture or the internet oh even for a siloed it feels like i don't hear people on the street just being like john egbert ha ha no (laughs) (laughs) but and then i don't even see that many people online necessarily mention it but then it's still there like a very big thing that happened you know yeah no there's there's definitely a lot and i'll try to bring up as much as i can um i wasn't around during the beginning of the fandom so i know there's a lot there Mm -hmm. i'm missing out on um that uh i'm gonna try to bring up as i get informed about it um there is if you want a big deep research into this stuff there is um another podcast i haven't listened to it yet but um but my roommate dami is listening to it and i've seen other people talk about it as well homestuck made this world (laughs) homestuck made this world is a podcast that is also doing a read-through um except it's by like people who like do research and shit and like literature shit i think anyway Mm. uh they have more access to the culture context of the time because it's going to get a lot more relevant like initially like these four kids are like stereotypes of four internet kids right yeah um but i'll try to bring up what i remember and what i learn um but yeah there's definitely it's such a quintessential 2009 like late 2000s early 2010s webcomic and it's great yeah and terrible also we're old (laughs) so we're old you're old. You're older than me. <laughs> I just like, uh, 
I've, I think about the 2000s way more than I should. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but also just because, like, I'm a, as a technologist, I'm a very firm believer in old internet was better internet before, like, Facebook and everything came around. Back when you just uploaded music on MySpace. Yeah, you had different forums with different interests. You weren't just tweeting into a void. Yeah. There's more customization on like Neopets and MySpace. And, you know, I mean, there were problems, certainly, but it, growing up as a kid, just as an aside, like the internet felt like this explore, like a fancy, cool place to explore a whole world. And now it's just like, oh, I'm on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, Elon Musk, yeah. Elon Musk wouldn't have been able to buy MySpace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get that. I get that, though. Some things are better. A lot of things are worse. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Thanks for <laughs> for sticking with me through my discourse aside. Sure. I hope they won't come up I, too more often. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, I don't know when would be a good time to discuss it, but I'm also curious about the games. But I also know those are relatively more recent, and I figure that might be better oh, to cover later. Yeah, no, those are definitely better to cover later. Um, yeah. I I will think about a good time to cover them. Mm -hmm. um, Friend Sim can probably be covered after we start getting into Act 5 and meet the trolls and troll society. Mm -hmm. um, Hive Swap actually has references to some characters you'll meet later okay so but yeah no definitely we can talk about those and there's definitely some discourse on the creation of those games which yeah you know what i might i have someone i might invite on to talk about that if you're interested sure. in being on that sort of episode to talk about like the creation of these games and the shit that went behind them because i'm actually mm -hmm. At least acquaintances. I don't know. Geo, if you listen to this, are we friends, Geo? I don't know. We might be friends. Geo's also like a big person behind the uh the app that we're using. Oh, cool. But at least acquaintances with uh mm -hmm. someone who did some huge deep dives into uh the Kickstarter and everything behind Hype Swap. So mm -hmm. also we might talk about it uh because there was been some hints about Act Three, Hype Swap Act Three being dropped mm. i don't they're very bad at communication which we'll get into in the discourse thing i i have heard about the bad communication oh did you watch sarah's video i did watch that i don't remember a whole lot but yeah i have heard like just like bad communication yeah so anyway there was some rumors or there, there was some information about act three dropped at a a fan made online convention panel that still hasn't made it to the Kickstarter page. <laughs> so, but yeah, th this is, by the way, no shade to the people who did the panel. I'm glad you guys are having fun. This is, this is no shade to just, this is not, I'm not directly attacking anyone working on the game. Like if, if you're just like making some assets, doing some cool stuff and you've got permission to release shit. Cool. Love you. Mm. Hate the people in charge of your communication. Hire someone from PR. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so if more news of that comes out or like Act mm -hmm. 3 comes out, I might decide then 
depending on when that is yeah. if we want to do like a playthrough because like yeah yeah again like the characters mentioned in there aren't super super relevant really it's just understanding troll society before you get thrown in which like jack mm-hmm. stuff guys played it without having red homestuck has played act one at least without having red homestuck mm. so it's not like inscrutable or anything okay so you know what i'll think on this i'll talk to some other people who have better brains than me sometimes <laughs> and uh, we will come back because yeah definitely the games um i'm really interested to hear your thoughts about you know the game yeah and always you know i appreciate you being my guide through all of this <laughs> and it's just nice to be able to not be kind of reading in a void and being like i have no context for anything <laughs> absolutely because like honestly this is why i want to make episodes about the shit that went down in 2019 2020 because like i don't think you can properly understand like the games that came out later like pester quest you can't understand pester quest the way it, it should be understood the way i think it should be understood without understanding what fandom was like and what, mm. what pumpkin was like in 2019 you know hmm. and there's definitely going to be parts uh of homestuck that it's like having that context while not essential will definitely influence your understanding of things mm-hmm. which i'm very excited about that's going to be ages from now but i'm <laughs> hyped for it cool but yeah that was a lot of information <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we already did kind of the the outro here's another outro live laugh stuck <laughs> Uh, find me on Kofi, uh, Jaxy X. Give me money. Um, because yes. then I can start like paying people. Because <laughs> right now the money is going to hosting. Yeah. And doesn't even cover all of that because it's between this and Big Gamer, bro. Not that it's expensive. I'm making it sound like I'm shelling out a shit ton of money. Um, okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you to Dami for composing the theme song and editing the episode. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash dominothief. Shout out to our fakest fan tier supporters, Danny the Spoon Lord and Tezrak. You can become a supporter and receive early episodes and bonus content for as little as $1 a month over at ko-fi.com slash jacksyaks or simply give a one-time tip. For information on and links to my other projects, head over to jacksyaks.com. Thanks again for listening.